we are in the portion of Vaishlach, and um, the portion of Vaishlach talking about confrontation. If it's important or not, that's a question that you should raise in your mind. What do you do with your life? Do you confront the issue? You let it go? You put your head into the sand and wait for something to come by or the problem to pass? Or eventually you will have to confront the issue. And when we say issue, we have to define issue mean what? Issue mean internal or external? We have in inner issue and external issue. When we say issue, uh, I'm talking about chaos. I'm talking about uh, challenges. I'm talking about like, if it's an external issue, it could be human being, uh, situation, um, it could be uh, uh, whatever meets you in life, which is nothing to do with your personality. Uh, the way you deal with life, the way you are, which is, can be jealousy issue, jealousy tikkun, uh, anger tikkun, that's considered one of the worst in the world. Um, all the other tikkunim, that's internal issue. So w- w- what, what do you need to do? Do you confront it and fight it, or you let it go and you are kind of deal with what you're good at? Because I, after all, life is all about if you do what you're good at, then somehow the bad will disappear. That's the biggest question of all the Chachamim, all the sages. What do we do? So there is a verse that says, Sur Surmera means go away from negativity and do positivity. Surmera Tov. And the first thing in the verse is surmera, remove yourself from negativity, and then you can do good. The whole question there is, why wouldn't you say do good, right? Do good. And then that will help you to surmera, to remove you from bad. So since the scene of Adam and Eve, the bad and good mix with each other. All mix, good and bad. And our job in this world is to do birurin. Or is in English, the best word to say birurin would be sifting. Sifting. Those of you who never grew up in North African uh, home, Jewish home or Muslim home, don't know how to make couscous by hand. Couscous made from samolina and they use a certain net kind of or, or a sifter to remove that big pieces from the small pieces, and then you get your couscous. So that's look like the sifting. So the, the, the all or people who, who have been last lifetime in the gold rush, or people who have been seeing movie of the gold rush, or what else you get, the people who did archaeology with us this year. So we're sifting, and then we stay with the pieces we want. So because of the sifting issue, we remove the bad first, and then we deal with the good. Um, there is many people who claim spirituality. I wouldn't say claim being spiritual, but I would like to say claim spirituality. Big difference between claim being spiritual and claim spirituality. So if you go on Instagram and you write the word spirituality, you're going to meet uh, a lot of people who basically claim spirituality and they seem pretty much excited and and they can call spirituality, uh, uh, let's say, uh, 
eating vegan or doing some tough movement of yoga, what else people claim spirituality. It's all about exciting. It's all about doing good. But spirituality cannot start by doing good. You cannot do good. You have to first you have to first stop doing bad. So if you just do good, the, the, the mitzvot, that's why you have 613 mitzvot, they divide to don't do and do. What exciting is the do. How many of the do you have? 248. How many of the don't do you have? 365. That's woo, way more, very little. So why they gave us 365 uh, don't do? Why, why even that? Why do we have to deal with uh, uh, 365 that you shouldn't be doing? What is it? Because spirituality begins in your ability not to do what you want to do. So if you want to know if you're spiritual, it's not about uh, um, what you do good. It's about how much bad you stop doing. Right? I mean, for example, are we, should we focus on uh, uh, spread the light, right? I mean, we're here to spread the light, to spread the wisdom, to do spirituality. For, for that reason, people who claim spirituality always ask them, what are you preventing yourself from doing? Everybody tell you, oh, let me tell you, I eat vegan. That's what they do, right? I do yoga position, pose, great. Uh, I, I'm nice to my neighbor, yes. All great, 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 great. Now, tell me, what are you preventing yourself? Preventing yourself. I'm not talking about uh, just food, which is a, it's a good start. Section food is always a good start for don't do. Uh, but uh, there is more. There is your thought. There is the talk. There is the action. So the prevention is what we're talking about confidential. So when it says Jacob sending the angels to his killer, he, he was chasing the killer. It's not that the killer chase again. That's normally when you watch movies, all those adventure movies, you know, you have a killer with a gun, with a knife, right? Uh, killer on the road, right? Which band say doors, I think. There is a killer on the road, right? Something storm, riding in the storm. So the killer is on the road. He's coming after you. Everybody know the song, I guess. Nobody, too, too young. So there's a killer on the road. So he's coming after you. Here, no? There is a victim on the road. There is Yaakov. Yaakov is now, where is the killer? He's chasing the killer. Why is that? Because you've got to confront your issue. And how to confront that's now spirituality. Everybody has to confront their issue. What if not? What if a person decided not to confront the issue and to, to, to basically end life, God forbid, in a weird way, kill themselves? Many people think if they kill themselves, ah, things will be quiet. Unfortunately, there are seven levels of hell. I mean, if you don't believe the Zohar, at least believe, what is name? Dante. Dante's name from, from Italy. Dante, Dante. Dante. Dentist. You know? Well, one of them, the, the one with the seven levels. Which I was impressed when I went to his grave or when I meditate. Like, why I was shocked. Because how did he know stuff that's written in the Zohar in root? The Zohar was written 2,000 years ago, was not revealed. In Zohar root, that most people don't even know exists, all the details, and he have it. Where did he get it from? 
bothered me. Like, wow, I'm so impressed. So, if you don't believe the Zohar, at least believe that. There is seven levels. Hell doesn't end like, uh, oh, go to hell. Everybody go to hell. The bad news. <laughs> hell is the entrance to heaven. If you don't go to hell, you can go to heaven. So on the way to heaven, stop in hell. You know, cook something, or you get freezing. Something, one of the two. Frozen, for people who are too hot. Hot for people who are too cold. If you are numb and you don't do good to others, excitement, ice. If you are only care about yourself, fire, fire, me, 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 food, sex, food, sex, yeah, fire. So it depends how you behave, so cold. Or... But that's the first level, so the minimum time there is 11 months usually. If you get friendly connection and you have the good connection there and you study and all this, there is a hand that reach out and get you out of there. It's a good news, good news. But there is six more levels. So people say, oh, let me just quiet my mind, quiet my problem. I can't take it anymore. Boom! They die. They kill themselves. What's waiting for them? Seventh level. Only if the person, a second before he die, was sorry. Oh, God forbid, if the person is the Kabbalist right, if the person suffers from mental disease, it's not considered commit suicide. Because what killed them or what made them kill themselves? The mental disease. So it's considered like they were killed. They will not commit suicide. So if you know somebody with a mental, uh, I don't know, different disease like that, that people jump from a bridge or something like that, they have like, it's a manic. So that's considered that manic was the cause of the death. Not they. They couldn't have a choice. Did you follow me or I lost you? So Yaakov is dealing with, with the situation. He has to deal with it. So he's chasing Esau. Who is Esau? I mean, the Torah is not here to tell some story about some two brothers, one seemed like took the blessing and the other one is chasing him with a gun or knife or whatever. No. Talk about the Torah is always, it's a symbol. The story itself is, is a clothing. Try to imagine that I'm, uh, I have a showroom here and I'm start showing you clothing and you are uh, seeing the, 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 the clothing and you think that's the man idea just the shirt or the clothes and you don't think ever to wear them when you buy them i think it's stupid and you don't think to share them with your friend you just think wow this this is look versace and this gucci two thousand dollar each i'm gonna buy it what are you gonna do with it nothing but the, the gentleman just say this is a very important clothes you, you i don't know if you remember the clothes is because you need to wear them so when we look at the torah just in the story we only enjoy the clothing we need to know the internal meaning. That's what the Zohar come. That's what the Ari come. That's what the, the meaning coming. Otherwise, if you read just the Bible, like it's a nice story. It's a very nice story if you look at it. But Chazal Shalom, God forbid, as Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, I didn't say it. He, he said harsh. Maybe I should say it to you. It say may the person die. He wished for person to die immediately. If you read the Torah just as a story, Rabbi Shimon said, it. scary, scary in the Zohar. That's how we say, Tipach Rucho. May his spirit leave his body. Now, why would Rabbi Shimon be so harsh on that? Because it says, if you read the Torah and you look at it as a story, it makes God look like a wrong writer, like a bad writer. If you study how to write, also if you ever study in school or in high school or in college, how to write story, how to write movie, a script, if you study that, you know, for example, if you write a script for a movie, you know, you have, you have a hero and you have around it and you develop the hero slowly. So it's either go north or go east, go somewhere. And with that, the, the story being developed. You know, some story being developed more deep. 
and the storyteller develop one gentleman or lady and then crush them, then develop another style and crush them. And then wherever you look at that TV show or, or movie or anything, doesn't matter how you look at it, everybody is a hero. There is people who are very talented. Don't you think God can write a better story? So if you read just the story the way it is, what we call pshat, then we make God look bad. I mean, the writer is wrong. For that reason, Yaakov and Esav, it's not about Yaakov and Esav, it's the forces, forces that exist in our universe. And our job is to learn how to connect to the force that, that confront the issue. If you don't confront the issue in this lifetime, you're going to meet them next lifetime. There is no way around. You can't cheat the system. System only wants you to do one thing. Deal with the issue you have. Deal with your tikkunim, small tikkun, big tikkun. You got to deal with it. You got to deal with it. You don't like somebody, you have to forgive. That's the way it is. You're too lazy to help somebody, you have to be not lazy. What can you do? You're lazy, next lifetime, you deal with it. The same thing. There's nothing, you can hide from nothing. As Rabbi Isaac Luria writes, people who only want to be respected reincarnate into a queen bee. What is a queen bee doing all day long? I don't know if you know. Sitting there like a lady, dressed pretty nice, and everybody respect. What kind of punishment, right? You want to respect? We give you respect. What else do you wish you will have? Anything you wish you will have, that's become the next lifetime tikkun. You can't run away. can't ever run away from the issue. You have to deal with the issue. Deal with the issue. For that reason, now you know why I did this introduction, the prevention of what you don't need to do is spirituality. The do good is also spirituality, but it's not just spirituality. In our universe right now, sick. Our people of this globe, 7.2 billion people are sick with a concept that they figure out spirituality and they're busy doing good. Everybody's spiritual. Everybody's prophet. Everybody is an angel. Everybody is a guru. What else we got there? All kind of names. But the only way, and, and uh, you, you can always know about the person, what they're capable of preventing. So we're going back to the story. And the story, when I say story, I mean the dress, the, the, the dress thing, okay? So angels, he's sending an angel. What is the angel? So some people come and tell me stupid thing like I saw an angel. Whatever you saw or whatever you imagine. Let's say you imagine it. It's stupid. Don't, don't bother me. Don't tell me. Let's say you don't imagine it. Let's say you saw it. What did you see? If you saw the angel, it's just a clothing. <laughs> it's never the inner. What is the angel? Angel is a job. The job of that angel is important, not the clothing. See, if you're busy seeing an angel, as the Kabbalists explain, you didn't see the mission of that angel. You saw the angel itself. And... For some of us, we will be very happy if after we get out of here, we're going to see an angel. But, you know, what is the angel? Angel is a messenger. Messenger. Very simple. Just messenger. This entire portion, last portion, start with an angel. And this portion, the entire portion, deal with an angel. The entire portion. This whole, whole thing is about angel. And Jacob is now sending angels to meet with Esau. Teaching us that before you go to any meeting, you gotta send your angels. You send the angels. Send the angels and check what's going on in the meeting, what, what's happening there. And when he send that angel, he's basically send a weird message. He say, just to remind you, I was living with a guy named Lavan. 
Lavandos of you who don't know who he was, he was worse than Bilam, meaning the worst human being ever came to this world. Powerful man, can kill with his eyes, can kill with his words, can kill with witchcraft. Anything he wants can be done in a second. Nobody mess with Lavan. So what do you say? Im Lavan Garti. Literally, pshat, just the jacket, just the clothing of the Torah. Im Lavan Garti. I was living with Lavan. Take the clothing off. Okay, let's see what's really going on. Im Lavan Garti. Garti is Gimel Resh Tafyud, which is what? 613. What is the 613? The 248 mitzvot of doing and the 365 mitzvot you shouldn't be doing. Those are the two aspects of the two times one. It say to Esau, listen to me. I know you're very dangerous. But let me tell you something you need to know. I'm, I'm breaking the code for you. I was with this guy, Lavan, still practiced by 630. Usually if you live with a man like that, you can even practice maybe one or two. I did it all. That's the beginning. You send an angel, you say, I come in peace in you. I have all the gifts you want, but I want you to know I did all 630. Then he, he said, in other words, all code. Again, if you don't know the code, it's a beautiful story, but you're missing the real story. Because you need to know to break the code. Without the Zohar helping us break the code, very difficult. Very difficult. He said like that, Ibn Lavan Garti. And I make it till now. Code for Esau. Let me tell you who's coming. I have bull and I have donkey. Don't you think he has goat, sheep, something? No. Why you have to stop bull and donkey? What is a bull and a donkey? We know in another section in the Torah, it says you're not allowed to work the ground, to work the land as a farmer with a bull and a donkey. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. Why? Like you can mix linen and wool. You can also work the 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 bull and a donkey. Both of them, those of you who study Kabbalah, represent left column, represent the negativity. One is left of the left, one is left of the right. But both of them are left energy. So what he's trying to tell Esau, I dealt and I have in my domain the left column. And I'm containing it and I'm co- controlling it all the way. So you need to know that too. And but I'm still sending you all of this message because I want to be your friend. So try to imagine that Muhammad Ali, those of you who knew him, who met him, okay, send you, listen, I decide to confront the issue with you. Now you know who Muhammad Ali is. And I want to meet you. I want to tell you that I fight every fighter in the world. And I do this. But all what I want to do is to have a coffee with you. Just a coffee. Is it Okay. You said, thank God, it is a fight. Okay, coffee is good. That's fine. That's the code. That's what Yaakov is doing. So what can we learn about ourselves with confrontation? You must confront people. You must confront situation. You must do that, but you got to do it with style. If you want to learn about how to change your entire life, you must learn this portion, this story, which is just the clothing. You must learn the Zohar, which is the inner meaning. You must learn every single explanation about it, and then you would know how to change your entire life. You want to know how to change your entire life, you need Vaishlach. You need to understand this portion. Because within this portion, there is everything you, that helps you with life. And it continues. 
I mean, I didn't even start with the other thing. It's so fascinating. I can sit here 24 days, enjoy that, right? The angel came back. So we came to his. Now, angel and Ibu mean also messenger, not just angel. Messenger and angel, same, same words. He says, he's coming toward you. And he comes with 400 people. 400 people said to us, the Zohar, not mean human, mean force of negativity. He also have angels on his side. They are the negative. Vayira Yaakov be'od. Yaakov was afraid. Yeah. So Muhammad Ali say back, you know, you know, he said, I'm coffee. So we have coffee and I'm bringing 400 fighters you never met before. Then he start taking care of business. Divided the people, but we think divided the people. If it look, you look at the story, it looked bad. He put Rachel here, Leah here, this is here. It looked like he's, he has uh, some issue with this group of children and he's better with this group. Not true, not true, not true. All of it. It says that he divide them. The divide means that he get to the division, meaning the center column. He was capable of getting to the balance in his life. That's what it means. Said to us, Dari, by the way. And, and then he make a pray. After you arrange everything in life, then you pray. Some people pray before they arrange. You know? Some people don't do anything in life and they pray. Don't ever do that. It's, it's, it's a joke. You are awakening all the negative forces to work against you. You have to do everything you can, then stop and pray. Then you stop and pray. Don't pray instead of doing. You're doing and then pray. And then the beautiful prayer of Yaakov. And he say, my God of my father Abraham and my father Isaac, you are the one who told me to go back to my land and things will be good. Like God need a reminder. I've been smaller than all the goodness that you gave me. What I try to tell God, the code here. I'm afraid that I overused my bank of goodness that I did. I don't know if I have enough good in my bank. So maybe I'm in danger. So I'm asking for a favor, like to borrow from the bank of favor from God, so he can save me. What a beautiful pray. A lot of time we pray for things to be good. You know, some people give charity and they say, how come I give charity in my life still bad? Well, the charity was the gift, not what's coming because of the charity. That's that you're capable to be of the giving group and not the receiving group, that by itself is the gift. A lot of time people give and they say, okay, I gave, I've been nice to my neighbor. Well, are you able to be nice to your neighbor? Who gave you the power to do so? No, what do you mean? No, God. Who gave you the idea to be nice? God. Who gave you the idea to give charity? God. And he continued, I'm now divided to two camps, which is, I explained to you what it means, right and left, and he's in the middle. Please save me from my brother. Please save me from Esau. Why is it brother and Esau? Is God doesn't know his brother is Esau? Because he's supposed to act like a brother to me, but he's acting like Esau to me. That's what he tried to tell in his language. So he slept there, and he used, he gave the gift the front, he gave 200 goats, a female and male, uh, uh, he had 200 of, of uh, deers, uh, camels, and their children. There's details that are unnecessary here. And Dari explained, if you look at all these things, 
it's basically coded as the name of all the clipot. All the negative clipot, he put a front. So when Easter arrived, he realized this guy knows what he's doing. He know all the name of the clipot to those names. I'm sorry that I'm reading every detail because I'm so excited to see that. Then we're going to go to Bo. And um, why was he afraid? That's what the Zohar asked. The Zohar asked, why is he afraid? And it say, the Zohar said, go to portion of Tazria. And we need to know what happened there. When he was afraid and he started praying, he started doing all this technology of saving his family. He, he makes sure they're going to cross the river called Yabok. Yud Bet Kuf. By the way, Yabok is a code. It's a code again. Is there is a place called Yabok in Israel? Yes. Ma'avar Yabok. Yes. It's in the, in the Arava. It's in between Jerusalem and Betshan. Between Jerusalem and Tveria. There is a place called Yabok. It's in the desert. But Yabok is a combination of three names, guys. Three names. Because Yabok is 112, which is if you divide 26, 65, and 21, which is aka Yudkevavke Adonai, or if you take Elohim <coughs> and 26, uh, I mean Elohim and Yudkevavke, which is 26 and 86. Same thing. So this name is a code name. And when you make sure they will move to the other side, he had to struggle with an angel that we're going to explain it to. But let's first understand what the Zorin portion of Tazria. Uh, in a section of 51, uh, what exactly Yaakov saw? It's actually in 52. Um, <clears throat> Why did he make sure they crossed the river? Why are you busy taking all the families? You know, it's, it's very difficult. I don't know if you understand to cross a river. I mean, it's not like you have bridges everywhere, like... Uh, like like Amsterdam, <laughs> they have bridges everywhere above water, but other places, you know, in those days to cross a river, uh, it's families, it's kids, it's it's sheep, it's cows. Uh, at night, it was nighttime. You don't see a thing. It's not like you have flashlight. Nothing. Why? He saw the persecutor, the dancing between the camp. So, Yaakov said, "Let me make sure they cross to the other side." So what did he see? How would we know that the negative force come to attack you? So he saw a flame of fire, Zohar 53, Tazria, flame of fire, flying among his family, his people. Say, Yaakov, I gotta get them out of here to cross the river. And then the river will stop between me and the negative force. And it will be no negativity. Because we know that the Mezikim, the damage of the negative forces cannot cross rivers. They don't cross water. They don't cross river. That's why in a different section of the Zohar, they say that sometimes you have to put water around your bed. And he was alone. Then he stay alone. After he makes sure they all cross, he stay alone. When he stay alone, the damage of the negative force angels attack him. Where did they attack him? Attack him in a sciatica. For that reason, Jewish people don't eat meat with a sciatica. What people call the filet mignon. You know, only if there is a real professional person who go with needles and remove the vein. Because this vein cannot be eaten. It's a memory of what the Dark Lord did. Or I shouldn't call him the Dark Lord. I should call him the Angel of Esau. 
attack him. Go ahead and attack him. It's very painful physically and emotionally and spiritually. And Yaakov wouldn't let him go. Somebody's attacking him. Again, confrontation of Yaakov. Again, to confront the issue of I'm not leaving. That's an angel. So we learn from that, say the Zohar, you should not be found yourself alone in the house at daytime or at nighttime, especially at nighttime, if the house is away from all other home. That's, that's new. Because usually we say only nighttime on Tuesday night or Friday night. Here it say, if your house is away from other home, right? If there is like miles away from home around you and you are alone, you know that this house is, is the target of those negative forces. They love lonely people. They love. They love when people are alone. I, I met a person like this uh, many times in my life. I had different cases. You know, I just... I just do, did my pray, and one of the synagogues, somebody approached me and didn't recognize who he was. Come and hug me. And sometimes people who hug you are weird, though. You know, it's very scary. You know, hug, hug you and thank you, and you watch your wallet is still there and everything is okay. So, and the phone, say, what do you want? And, uh, and uh, you know, maybe because I'm Scorpio, I'm suspicious, or maybe because people stole from me a lot of time. So, it's my tikkun this left. So okay, another one. I said, okay. So he said, no, no, thank you, seriously. He saw that I was like nervous a little bit. I said, thank you for what? He said, you don't remember me, huh? I said, I don't remember. Who are you? He said, yeah, I came to you with a lot of pain. I said, really? Said, yes, in my leg. And you look at the leg and you told me exactly what to change the diet and what to do and all this. And it's gone. And I look at him and said, I, I remember. He said, yes, but I lost like 35 pounds because you told me to do a certain thing and I follow it. And now, coincidentally, I see you in the street, and I want to, I want I want to help again because, so, you don't know who you meet, you know, in life, and you don't know you, the effect that you have on people, positive or negative. If you truly meant well toward human, you know, eventually it's, it's gonna bring fruit. Yaakov is dealing with that negative angels negative force, okay, and is overcoming it. You know, so what I want to say before, that gentleman I met, not this one today, is a gentleman that live in a house away from everybody, and he suffers. He suffers. He's been raped by those negative forces every day, on a daily basis. I told him, told him what's going to happen. I said, soon you're going to lose everything. Get out of this. But the money, the myself, forget the money. You, have, you don't have life. What do you need? You need the gold and the suffer. Get out. Get out of the wrong house. And he start fighting. Start fighting him. And he start fighting him. After he fight with him, the day is coming. Right? And the angel said to Yaakov, let me go. Because we know that the angel has to sing in the morning. Even if they're negative, they agree with God. And Yaakov said, I'm not going to send you. I'm going to hold you here. Why? Why? Yaakov knew something. He said, this angel is the angel of Esau. He's the master. Esau would not have power. Nobody would have power if they don't agree with it above. If you are successful in something, it's because they agree above. If above they agree you will have money, then you have money. If above they agree, 
That's it. This is the painting called the Mona Lisa of God. That's called life. So if you see sometimes people who are rich, they don't deserve it, it's on your business. That's a painting of God. That's how God wants to look at this universe. When you put all the pieces together, you're going to say, ah, makes sense. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. But when you put, you separate a piece from Mona Lisa out, the nose, only the nose. You look at Mona Lisa nose. Eh, don't like that nose. <laughs> put it back in the picture, it actually look good. That's when we judge people a lot of time. What are you judging for? This is not your business. This is God life. This is all thing is God life. So, Yaakov, dealing with the angel now, what is he holding him? He's holding him, basically, to make sure that he agree with the blessing that his father gave him. Isaac gave a blessing to To Yaakov. What it seemed like, it seemed like Jacob, Yaakov, stole it. He didn't. He didn't. Because if you see the whole portion, if you heard my lecture, he didn't. He negotiated a certain way, a certain deal, that the blessing would be belong to him. So what the angel said, your name from now on will be Israel. No longer Yaakov. What is the connection? It's been said the Zohar that all the angels above agree with the blessing that Yaakov deserves. Why? Because who call him Yaakov? His parents, right? But who call him Yaakov many times in a bad way? His brother Esau. Why? Because Yaakov means like a cheater, like something that comes from the hill. You know, because Ekev means the hill of your body. You always come from behind and take away from me something. That's why Esau make his name like, make fun of his name. So the angels say, don't worry. In heaven, all the angels, including myself, I'm, the, I'm against you. Your name will be Israel. Israel. That within the name Israel, you have the name of your fathers and your mother. Yud, for Yitzchak, Shim, for Sarah, Resh, for Rachel, Aleph, for Abraham, Right, Lamed for Leah. All the names is there. Don't worry, we all agree. We all agree with you that this is your blessing. What is Yaakov doing? You can go now. Now you can. Now you look at the story. Woo, what a value! But what does Yaakov need to do to confront the issue? You got to go ahead and deal with that. Deal with that. What is it you don't? You didn't deal with. What are you waiting for? If you have a plan on the waiting, the plan has to have something called deadline. Okay, the language in New York is not existing in LA. In LA, there is no deadline. There's dead people, but no deadline. Okay? It's a big difference. I don't know if you... I gave many lectures in LA. I said, we have to define dead people, the deadline. Deadline is a time. There's something called clock. End. This is end. This is it. You can do it after Monday, 8 p.m. That's it. You can ask for a few more days, but... There's a deadline. So, when you plan on your life, when you do something, I don't know what it is that you want. Get married, have children, make some money, famous, tr- travel. I don't know what it is. Gotta have a deadline. Time is everything. The only reason we are here is for time. That's it. They give us a certain amount of time and they ask us to finish what we didn't do in another life. We're going to meet the same issue from last lifetime. We're going to meet the same people. We're going to meet exactly the same thing. Exactly. Not different. Not different at all. And we come in and I think I came up with a new idea. No, you came up with a new solution. It can come up with a new idea. It doesn't exist. King Solomon, I think he's smarter than all of us. He said there is nothing new under the sun. Under the sun, meaning Zeran Pin, I don't want to go to details, but there's nothing new. 
You can come up with a new solution to your situation, but you have to deal with life. You gotta deal with life. You gotta deal with life. You gotta deal with people. You gotta deal with the issue. You gotta deal with the tikkunim. And once you deal, guess what? They're gonna give you the roots and the seed level, which is called the angel of Israel, to fight with. Not for you, for, for the angel, for you. <laughs> for you, and when you fight and you win, are you settled down or you say, hey, angel, before I let you go? I want you to say it, you agree with me winning. Because maybe you're going to go, and in your mind, you're going to think, this guy's bad. He maybe won me, but he doesn't deserve the win. So he makes sure the angel also agree with everything else. Then he go after that and meet his brother Esau. Because that's shadow. People who fight in shadow are miserable people. Miserable. You don't... You're not finding the issue, you're finding the shadow of the issue. It's laliot, it's called shadows, right? It's laliot. Laliot in Hebrew means the thing that you put here above the eyes. It's called shadow also, right? Shadow? This eye thing? Shadow. Eye shadow? Oh, they have a name. Eye shadow. I like it. In Hebrew it's called slaliot, okay? Eye shadow. Eye shadow. I mean, why, why we put eye shadow for women? Because it make the eyes look this. Some people say you should put the same color of the, of the color of your eyes. So if you have green, you put a little green, mix it with brown. <laughs> my, my, my niece, that's a profession in, in Hollywood of Israel, you know, to put all kind of thing. So the, the shadow is not going to help you. You will have to go to the roots, my friend. If you don't know the roots of everything, you're going nowhere. Now, some people will come smart and say, how do I know the roots? People like that, when people start to, how do I know what, and how do, 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 lazy. You know, usually I answer people like this, you have to wash toilet, where I'm going to send you. Would you do that? And usually they say, say, you said you don't know. I know. Would you listen? So why would you ask me? It's funny, I always, I always make fun of people like this in that way. I check how far they are with the commit. Because if I would ask, and you tell me wash the toilet, I say, I'm washing. I did that. If you tell me anything on my journey, and you know why I'm doing it, people ask me, why are you such a loser to do what people tell you? I said, they cannot tell me whatever God didn't put in their mouths. Nobody can tell me nothing besides God put in their mouth. And on my way to wash the toilet, I will meet the angel I need to meet. And I did. And that's what spirituality look like. But most people do things that been told to them that make sense. And that's why they never chase anything. And that's why they're dead people, but they don't have a dead line. Dead people chasing what they think is right. And then they ask for confirmation that that's right. That's not spirituality. That's not even closest. This is nothing. This is better to say, I'm not spiritual. What's your religion? Non-being spiritual is my religion. I'm very proud of it. Much better. Much better. Being spiritual takes a lot. The journey you're on is the journey. <laughs> there is no other journey. You're on a journey. You are on a journey. How does the journey look like? I have no idea. But whatever I meet, I will do the best I can to be a spiritual, talk spiritual, think spiritual. And as they say, help me God to do everything that I can do in the best way I can. And that's where spirituality begins and ends. Spirituality does not begin with making sense. 
Because when you tell me go to the left and it doesn't make sense to me and I choose you as my guide, as my teacher, my guru, I'm listening even if it doesn't make sense at all. Not because you're right. Because God put these words in your mouth and I choose you to be my guru right now. And what you tell me go left, it will happen. I have a medium, very famous medium in Israel that trusts me with everything I say. And sometimes it embarrasses me. And I know how powerful she is. She is one of the top spiritual people in Israel. And every time in Israel, she comes to see me. And she talked to dad, she talked to Angela, unbelievable human being, unbelievable. So she has issues, and she comes to see me. And we meet in the hotel in, in Jerusalem, and we talk. And she, you know the feeling when somebody overly respects you, and you, you, you're not comfortable, like, stop it already, stop it. You know, I come to her house, the whole food for me, and this, and my wife, hey, poor I did it in this kosher dishes and for this, please. I said, okay, well, enough, enough. Like I know who she is, I know her from, from childhood. So we talk, and she comes to me with a situation. And situation, she's not feeling well physically. And I had to make a call. You know, sometimes in life you have to make a call. My job is being a spiritual guru or a spiritual guide or a writer, whatever you want to call me. Psychic, I don't know what's the name uh, of what I do. So, I said to her, what do you think about seeing a doctor? <laughs> and she looked at me, and, I'm, and I said to her, I'm sure it's coming as a disappointment for you, you know, because uh, you, whatever words I tell you, usually you do. You don't ask any question because you look at me as pure channel. If I say it, I'm doing it. And she looked at me, and she, we talked for three hours instead of half an hour. I had only half an hour. We end up three hours. I said, please, I, I really got to go. I have to go back to the group. I said, no, I really... I really I said, I can't agree with you disagree to the certain procedure right now. You know, so I'm begging you, please to do that. And then she revealed to me, she cried, and we had a good time. She revealed to me, she went to another person before me, and they told her the same. I didn't know that. I said, so why would you do that? So when I landed here, I, first thing I said, did you, we have a date for a doctor meeting, this and that? I said, yes, 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 February 24th. They're not February, uh, December 24th. So, okay, we good something. Why am I sharing this with you? When you choose somebody to be, uh, I don't want to call it a teacher, because there is nothing that I can teach you that your soul don't know. But I would say, like, somebody to guide you. Somebody to guide will be better name. Somebody who can guide you. When you choose a guider, the guider is no longer have a free will to tell you what they want. Now God is speaking through the mouth of the guider. I mean, you can say thank you to the guider, but it's not the guider anymore. The guider need to know it. You need to know it. What if the guider have ego? There is a reason why you chose a guider with ego. But when you said, I need to know, or please help me with, your free will was given away to that guider. Once you think I'm going to do half of the free will, you're going to get half of the answer. It will never be correct. And then you will be upset. So when that guy hugged me in the, when I was, went to pray, he met me in a day that I was doing a deep meditation. Okay, and I, I look at him, I saw everything wrong in his body, and I knew exactly what he needed to do. And for that reason, I told him what I told him. He took me as the angel spoke to him. He didn't ask any question. He doesn't even know me. I don't even know him. No. So then, by the way, I'm doing a lecture tonight. Why don't you go? He's not here, right? But... I was channeled for him for that, for healing. I was channeled for him for that, for this, for that. Coincidentally, 
I had the urge when I was in Amsterdam to go to the cemetery, to Jewish cemetery. I have this fanatic thing going to the cemetery. Since I was a kid, not just Kabbalah. I like I believe the, the, the secret of town buried in the cemetery. So Debbie looked at me, I, I can say it, right? Debbie, Debbie looked at me and said, honey, you know, we're in Amsterdam. A little fun, a little bit beautiful home. They have, they have uh, the canal. It's a nice place. Uh, cemetery. I say, yeah, there, there, is a, there is a rabbi that they say maybe buried her. So she's going downstairs to the hotel, and she, uh, she's there. She asks one of the ladies, yes, the cemetery is about 2,000 acres, you know, and uh, nobody knows where this guy, your husband, looking for is buried. Say, come, honey, bad news and good news. Bad news, we can go there. <laughs> 2,000 acres to look for one grave, not happening. The good news, I found a tour that we can do in Amsterdam now. It's okay. So I said, okay, that's my messenger. So I'm sitting there. Debbie recognized that I'm not happy with the decision. I'm dressing nice for the tour. And uh, those of you who have been with me for a long time know that I'm a little bit more Gemini than Scorpio. So I'm, I'm flipping. So I'm going downstairs. Heavy face, of course, because I have, I have that... Uh, for me, it's a message from Debbie that the righteous doesn't want to see me. You know, everything is a message. He doesn't want to see me. So it's sad for me, okay. And my wife said, no. Okay, sorry. I, I guess I'm not pure enough to go even say hello. Because in my mind, there is no doubt that I will meet that place. And uh, so I'm quiet. We, we're going downstairs. We're having, having a tea. And uh, we're looking for the tour, what we can do. And then I said... Maybe we should try. Maybe we don't find him, but we find something else. How's that? It's okay, you want to go? You know, maybe it's very easy going. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Get a driver, boom, we go in the cemetery. The driver is a little bit confused. I'm pointing him with my finger here. That seemed like an important grave. <laughs> We're driving, and it's raining day, and it's cold, and you're with the coat and the muddy. And then he stopped next to the church. So Debbie said, excuse me, not the Christian grave, the Jewish grave. Yes. So I said, I said Debbie, let's, this messenger, it's a messenger. We're getting off the car, right off the car, and try to imagine. It, it, it sounds weird, and it is, was weird. And the driver is gone. We're in a cemetery next to a church in Amsterdam or Holland. So we are now getting in. We realize it is still the Jewish cemetery, and it's muddy. Wherever we go, the shoes is going inside the mud, with my beautiful sneakers that gone. Okay, mud, water coming in, make sure that uh, the Ark of Noah is not working. And you're going, and there is rain, so, so, and Debbie with her bag and candle. So doubt start coming into your mind, you know. My wife was right, the tool would be bad. You know, you have, and you look at the grave and you read. Finding in the grave are very old, 500 years old, and it's not seem like anybody have been there ever. No candles, nothing. Like you look, it's nice. I mean, nice. We, we, I said, well, we elevate exemption. My wife right away agree, and we're going around, going around, and I found a toy of a kid it was upsetting me on one of the grave. Sir, spa putting a toy of a car instead of. So I take the toy out and put it, put it aside. You know, there is like a road, and then there is many grave here, and thousands of there, and the church. 
that have a sign that it was a synagogue before because they have the similar, those of you who know, shape of Star David and around way. I don't want to go in there. So I'm removing the car. Who's ah, buried here? Then I look to the left. It's Rabbi Abu Hav. That's, that's a Kabbalist I was looking for. I said, ah, he's here. The corner, ready to go, as they say. We light the candle, we're excited. So David said, you know what? I was finding also another guy. So who is that? He said, Chacham. Chacham means not a rabbi, but a wise man. Like Kabbalists, it is called Chacham in the old days. In Sephardic community, they don't call rabbi, they call Chacham. We go and there is a Chacham Eliyahu. We start reading about him. Who is Chacham Eliyahu? This guy was a doctor. Doctor, a healer. They call him the healer. The healer, Chacham Eliyahu, the healer. He was the doctor of the Medici family. I don't know if you know the Medici from Italy. He was living there and he was going there to cure the family from all kind of problems they have. And then you found this, you found that, you found this. The messenger that Yaakov is dealing with, you need to understand that you have to claim your blessing, but when you claim your blessing by meeting human, by meeting angels, you have to confront the issue. Different confront that happened in this week portion was with Shimon and Levi. You know the story with Shimon and Levi? Their sister, named Dina. Those of you who don't know, Dinao was supposed to be a boy. Supposed to be a boy. Her mother, Leah, was keep praying to God that she will be a girl. Please, God, make sure she will be a girl. So she changed her sex from a female to a male. Why did she do it? Because Leah was worried if she will have a boy too, her sister will only have one boy. And if her sister will have only one boy, then the maid will have two kids and her sister will only have one kid. How is her sister going to feel? So Leah said, God, please, I don't care to have a girl. Just make my sister not look bad, worse than the maid. She should have at least equal something. Just to imagine what a power Leah has. Leah, those of you who have been there, <laughs> changing the sex of the, of the child. But because of that, Dina contained all the power of Jacob because she's Malchut. Jacob, she's the daughter of, of a man, is basically receiving all his energy, all the malchut. So now she's holding on malchut. The klipot, the negative force, now want to capture her. The name of those klipot were basically the people who owned all the land of Nablus, Shechem, where Yosef HaTzadik is buried. Now you know why he's buried there. He's buried exactly in the land that Jacob bought. There is few pieces of land that was bought in the time of the Bible. One of them is the Machpelah. Second one is in Shechem. In Nablus. So, Dina is going with the women. And the women used to be, in those days, humble, hiding, not hiding, just physically and uh, modesty. I'm talking about hiding, meaning uh, women have desire to be looked at. It's a normal thing because it's like a flower. They want to have attention. Man, power is performance. Is hey, I saw you. So, from that, being developed the concept of prostitution. That true, you look at, you pay. You, you be with me, you pay. So Dina was come across as, as a prostitute. The, uh, 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 the person, Hamor ben Shechem, that's his name, Hamor mean donkey, the son of Shechem, the city is Shechem till today, uh, rape her. And they describe all the details. I cannot tell you all the details now. And Shimon and Levi cannot believe somebody did it to their own sister. So they came. And they came to the city of Shechem, just to let you know, Shimon and Levi is like 
bull and donkey, meaning left column of right, left column of left column. So Shimon is left left, Levi is left of the right. Okay, you understand? So both of them are forces. They say in the Zohar that when they hold hand, they, they took one hand of each other, one sword here, no force in the world can win that force. It's a very strong force. And they come up with a cheating, with an idea. They said to the old village, if you circumcise yourself, we're going to mix marriage with you and everything's going to be okay. They lie, basically. And everybody agreed. They circumcised themselves. And that third day after everybody circumcised, all the men, they went around the town of Nablus, Shechem, and they killed every man existing in that town. Now, you know, this city is bloody. This city has in the land hatred. Doesn't matter how much peace contract you're going to sign. <laughs> people say, oh, I'm going to come for peace. We're going to give them the land. You don't give land. And people have no idea what this exchange of energy going on there. Exchange of energy. It doesn't matter how much money and how much song to love you're going to come up with. Let the sunshine or other song you're going to sing. It's not going to help there. It's not going to help. You need to do some major education system to deal with the past and talk about it openly. Nobody hates nobody. So why are we holding grudge? We have to find a way to get along. We have to find a way to get along. You're not good and I'm not good. We're both bad. Not I'm good and, and you are not or I, I'm bad. And, we're both bad. Let's start there. First, we're both bad. Then we can climb to both, both good. That's why when we want to go to Nablus with a small group in the first night, you know, we almost went there until I get the report that they start throwing bottles with fire and bomb, you know. And they want my group of people to experience some fire on their bus. Well, it's not going to kill you, but it's not a pleasant thing to see. You have fire on the window, on this side, both sides. I mean, the army will make sure it's going to go away, but then not so much fun. So now you know that's not the way you deal with life. Those two stories are in the same parasha. Yaakov deal with his enemy, Esau. Way more powerful than Shechem and Hamor. <laughs> He so could, could, could crush everything Yaakov has. And Yaakov, in his power, didn't use his power. He didn't use his power. He said, God, give all the blessing of my father for the end generation of the world. That's what he said. I don't want to use my power. That's why he was afraid. Because he want to keep that for generation to come. He knew that our generation will be the worst generation. Nobody's spiritual. Everybody says, I'm spiritual. I'm studying. But real spirituality is missing. All of us. I'm not saying you. All of us. We're not every... We have like a dust of... It's called dust of spirituality. Real spirituality is missing. Dust. It's called a reshimot. Impression. So what he said to God? He said, can you please take all my blessing and give them to those people? He said, that's why when he did with the Sav, he bowed to Esau. And Esau come to kill him with a bite because Esau come from the snake and he kissed him. And he argued. And all the commentary, I wonder, how do you change an enemy like Esau to a lover? And that's the entire portion, my friend. Is there is anything in your life that's not working? Whatever it is, God forbid, a cancer cell. Whatever it is, a suicidal thought. Whatever it is, no making money, shyness, uh, not believing in people. Some people are not trusting. They can't trust anybody. That's a disease too. You can trust. Some people are overly trusting. That's another disease. Okay? I was born overly trusting every human being. Every, everything that moved, I was trusting. I mean, I get beat up really bad, bad, bad. You know? For, for, so it ch changed me. But in my mind, I, I trust. I just show up 
toughness that I'm not trusting you, you know, but internally I really trust that it's all possible. It's good and bad. Again, I'm not telling you be this or be everybody born with a different gene and DNA, spiritual DNA, that you need to act with that in this life. So you learn to learn from this week the confrontation and the, the use of an angel and the use of everything, but first to, to learn what Jacob did and what Shimon and Levi didn't do. You gotta learn the difference. You have issues. You go and fight. If that's your way, no problem. Go ahead. If it's working for you. You always have to check in the end. Always write down on your piece of paper, okay, I tried that way and that's the result. And don't leave in denial. Say, it didn't work. Be honest with yourself. Or, I tried that way. I don't like it, but it did work. You know? It's okay. I don't like that style. Work. From now on, I'm going to do that way. It's actually working. Okay? Actually working. I was, I was coaching uh, many years ago, kids in uh, UCLA. And uh, it was a group of uh, uh, Jewish kids who want to practice spirituality and still make it also in school. And it was difficult. I, I cannot describe all the difficult time for people in college. And uh, one of them had too much ego. So he didn't do well, but he couldn't ask for help. So one of the things I said, what if you ask for help? Would you be open for that? So I asked from who? Say, professor, first, you know, uh, other kids maybe? Other kids, never! <laughs> so why? So never! So why professor? So he's authority. I said, but sometimes kids have more than professors because they can actually understand your problem. They can reach out to your heart and tell you, oh, that's not big, let me show you. You know, I remember when I moved uh, from elementary school to high school, so I went to high school, which was the best in the country, which was mistake and not a mistake. I need to go. This was my tikkun. And to get there, I had to go one and a half hours in bus from home. And I was, I was 13, stopped traveling so far for high school, just to get to the best high school that exists. And studied technology and building and structure and blueprint. And I couldn't believe that I'm doing it to myself. But I realized that where I came from to what I need to be, I need help. I used to sit with, with people that I don't even know. I said, I really need help. And a lot of time I get no. But when I find the right person, they show me stuff. They say, wow, it's so simple. Thank you so much. You have to study with other people together. What is your goal for this week, for this year? Who is your mentor? Who is your guru? Who is your teacher? Who is your guide? Who is your person you go to and said, I need help? But don't say I need help with half empty cup. You're going to be empty. You're going to be empty. And you have to make sure that the person you ask will challenge you. Which means if you ask, you have to make sure you're doing it. And if you're doing it, you have to give a deadline too. When you're doing it, when is it the end of doing it? Don't come to ask questions just because you kind of, um, uh, I have nothing to do and I felt the angel knock on my left ear last night. Is that true, Elio? What do you want to say? What do you want to say? Uh, I think it was the right ear, no? You wanted to say that? Uh, I think it was right ear. Oh, I will tell you, it wasn't an angel at all. It was a fly. <laughs> I can't tell it to you. I mean, a few times I tell it to people, they almost killed me. I mean, I have, I have that gentleman in Toronto. Oh, sorry, Elio, I didn't meditate about my last lifetime. And let me tell you what I saw. I remember that story. And I was, I was so... <laughs> direct I just moved from Israel to, to, to uh, New York it was two years in New York and then one year in Canada 
and then from Manhattan I flew to Canada to be there for a few months. And that person asked me the question, and I meditated the meditation you gave me, and I saw the land. I was I was running pretty fast on the land. It was beautiful running on the land. And uh, and and I asked ask a direct question. I said, Was the land closer than usual? He said, Yes, I think I was very short. And I said to him, I think you were a dog last lifetime. And he looked at me like that. So what's wrong with that? Is something wrong with that? Somebody tell you you were a dog, not a human even. You didn't even deserve to become a human. First, a dog. You know, and that person doesn't feel so spiritual and angelic anymore. So you got to be open when you ask the question. You know, Jacob was open. He was open to deal with Esau. He was open to deal with the angel. He was open to deal with whatever he take out there. He was ready. Shimon Levi says wrong. Got to kill, kill them all. Kill them all. Really? But why is that in your movie? Did you ever ask why your own sister Dina did that? Who is she? What is happening here? Do you remember that your mother, your own mother, changed her sex for a reason? You know, there is a tikkun going on there. And who she become later on? 1,400 years later, she was become the wife, say Dari, of a rabbi named Rabbi Hanania ben Tradion, one of the great Kabbalists ever live. She became his wife. You know what happened to her? She was kidnapped by the Roman and she was forced to work as a prostitute. Go explain it to Rabbi Hanania ben Tradion. Go tell him. Rabbi, your own wife? Prostitute? You are a Kabbalist. You, you can walk on water. You can cure the dead. Resurrect the dead. His wife is prostitute. Force. Why? Because that was finishing his tikkun of she will have to finish the tikkun of Dina. When you have things that you cannot explain in your life, you can't kill the people. It's going to get worse. You're going to meet the same situation next lifetime, even worse. You got to ask why? Why I don't have money? Why I don't have the children I want? Why I don't have the house I want? Why? Why is that in my movie? What? 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 It's not that I know it's a gift, God. I know it's a gift. But why? But please, please include me in the information. Please. But only way you would know why if you're first accepting that that's the right thing you need to have in life. And people who accept that that's the right thing happening in their life, you know what they call them? Tzaddik. Why they call them Tzaddik? Because the word Tzaddik comes from Tzedek. Tzedek means justification. A righteous man, say Rav Ashlag, is a person who justifies that whatever happened in their life is the best thing that can happen in their life. And that's why they call them Tzaddik. Not because there's some special yarmulke or cross. They actually look at things and say, whoa, that's exactly right what's happening to me. They get hit in the corner of the bed, the, the toe, say, oh, I'm sure I need some circulation in that area. <laughs> you know? You find the good. Finding the good. It's got to be good. Do I, am I make the right decision all the time? I don't know. I cannot tell you that's right, that's wrong. I can tell you that I'm choosing to go on a certain path and I hope that that's the path is right. And later on, you're going to find out. Later on, you're finding out what's, what gave birth. Sometimes I think it's wrong thing doing. And 25 years later, like somebody talked to me in the bus, when the trip, she took me aside, said, you don't remember 
What happened 24 years ago with you? <laughs> I hardly remember what happened <laughs> lunchtime. What happened? <laughs> so you were in my house and you told me blah, 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 blah. And it changed my entire life. I was so happy. Because I don't remember myself doing that much good, but when I affect somebody's souls, and because of that their life is better, I said, God, thank you for using me. Thank you. I'm the fork and knife of God that they can, he can use me as a tool. Oh, thank you. Please use me again to do good. When you do good to people, it's not you do good. There is a force using you to do good. And by the force using you to do good, it's great for you. That's what we want. We cannot do good. No, no human being can do good. You can be used to do good. You cannot tell good. You can be used to tell good. You cannot heal people. You can be used to heal people. Do you understand? So we are beautiful, beautiful channel. And there is no bad or good people. It's just there is a job. So if somebody needs to be bad to you, they need to be bad to you. It's their mission too. That's, that's how you get beat up for last lifetime, Dina, Shem, I don't know what you have been. Great, time to pay. Time to get paid, start to pay. What are you excited more? Of course, when you get paid. But actually when you paid what you owe, it's, it's a very important time. So, I know I went long on that. Sorry for that. But it's, it's important. So, when we talk about spirituality, it's the way you deal with your life, the way you confront your life. And it's always, remember, that when we talk about your angel, everybody has angel on Shabbat. That's what we see in Shalom Aleichem on Friday night. The angels that come on Friday night are the angels that report what you did the whole week. Those are the two, it's two angels. And as you enter the door of your home, then they either say, this person was busy so much with themselves, or they say the negative angel, because we have two angels, positive and negative, the negative angel say, I'm going to bless that person too, because I didn't find anything wrong with that person. For that reason, we sing Shalom Aleichem on Friday night. We say, Shalom Aleichem Malachi I welcome you, the angels. And we hope that at that week, we did well with the angel. We hope that we did well. For that reason, there is Allah, there is a law. That if a husband and wife living together and they're fighting, the, the husband cannot sing that song. The wife cannot sing that song. Can't, he can't fight and sing the song because those angels don't come to a place of fight. And for that reason, you know, Friday usually afternoon, it's called the time of the fight. Once... Chatzot, uh, which is right now around one o'clock. After one on Friday afternoon, the negative force starts attacking human being. That's their time because they they only a few hours before they're going away because on Shabbat they cannot be exist. So they do everything in their power to attack, create confusion, fight over food, fight over shoes, socks, laundry. I don't know what else. Weird stuff. Weird stuff. And that's why it's written in the in all the books of Kabbalah. They're asking all the people, please don't talk from 1 p.m. Just don't talk. They give you like, don't speak. Do something else. Go, disappear and come back for Shabbat. And that's what the husband used to do in the old days. Used to go to, to do mikveh, shul, and all this and that and that. And then they come back home to the dinner and this and that and that. And when they come back home after pray, it was no fight between 1 and that time. So that, that's the tradition come from. So you need to know angels exist. They're very powerful. Whatever you saw, Angel, or you didn't, doesn't make you more spiritual or less spiritual. It doesn't make you less unique or more. No. 
It's what are you going to do with the message? You know, you might meet human beings that are angels, but you don't even know, and they talk to you. For Abraham, he didn't need to meet angels. He needed to meet Ishmaelim. He needed to meet the Is- people of Ishmael, the Arabs, the walking in the desert. For him, it was human being, but they were actually an angel. He didn't need special guru, special people. He needed just human. For people who are less and less and less believers, they need God to come with few angels to talk to them. Because when the universe is crashing, we need the messenger to be very powerful. But I will tell you that the messengers are everywhere. It's from a spider to a pigeon. It's from a stone in the river. It's from a car who's driving the wrong way. When your car gets hit, you know, by another car, or it's overheated, no, no water. It's also a message. Everything is a message. Wrong food, wrong waiters, wrong chef, wrong thing, wrong. Right thing, right things, things working out. Unbelievable. Okay? We met somebody in Amsterdam that was um, overly helping. I don't know if you know those people who are overly helping. When you get the message and they repeat it and overly helping, I, I get annoyed by this. That's my personality. Like uh, my son, Michael, we are very similar on that because we have a lot of Virgo. We got it. Thank you. Have a good day kind of a thing. And, um, and let me tell you something else. But I, I, and look at them. I said, be evil, but I don't want to know something else. I want to sleep. Look, why do I want to know something else? Oh, let me hold the elevator for a second. So, so really? What's happening? Why are people choking me here with information? You know? And I, I'm trying to avoid him. Avoid him so bad. Avoid him so bad. After two days, I'm standing there. There's rain cold, freezing, and we're waiting for a taxi, and he's there too. And I said, I gotta be nice, God's message. I said, how are you? I said, it's funny, I wanna talk to you. Oh my God, this is happening. <laughs> he said to me, my son is in a lot of problem. So they'd be going in, we say, here we go, you have to help here too. What do you think, vacation? So yes, so how is he doing? So he tell me all his problem, and then he tell me his wife, she died. Oh my God. I start talking to him. I can't help it. Ah, come on. Forget taxi, forget trip, forget it. Now I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm going upstairs to the room, get him, give him my book. I said, please read the book. And, uh, and uh, we come back to the hotel and I see him again. I say, by the way, very good writer. I read already the first chapter. I was looking at him. I said, you, you're serious? I said, I, I take you very seriously. I said, so why? Why? I'm, I'm, I'm a nobody to you. I'm the guy with the thing on my head, with another coat, with things, zipper. You don't, you, don't, you don't know me at all. You don't say, I don't know. It just, at that night, I asked for God to send him. I said, you came. I felt, and I judged him that he's nudging me. You understand what I'm saying? So, you don't know. You don't know. It's, it's embarrassing. And I want to share it with you because I'm sure it happened to you at least once in your life that you want space, but actually the guy is what God sent you because you're supposed to do something and you're not in the mood. I don't want, I'm not, I wasn't in the mood to do now. It just landed. Leave me alone. <laughs> I need my space. You know, but that's how God wanted to be and it ended up very well. And they were decorating the old hotel for Christmas and asked me if we have more, go- more books. I said, actually, we have the kids' book that we're looking for the lady to take them. She didn't come. I said, can we give those books to the kids for Christmas? So, of course, of course, please. Here's the book. So, you never know uh, where God want to take you, and wherever God takes you, it's, it, it's eventually good. But sometimes the path is not, not so comfortable. So this week, please confront 
your issue. You have to confront your issue. You can't can ignore things, okay? 